This is iFanboy Booksplode, the Street Angel Gang. Fanboy books blow the street angel gang. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I am sitting down with Josh Flanagan. This is Josh Flanagan. That's correct. And we are talking about the Street Angel Gang, which is a hardcover from Image Comics, written by Brian Maruka and Jim Rugg together. It looks like, and then Jim Rugg did the art. This is a special books blow, Josh, because this actually does not hit stores until next week. It's a little preview books blow. Wait a minute, how did this even happen? We got this book from Image, and we thought it looked interesting and fun. We thought we would do a booksplode on a book we knew nothing about. Literally nothing. Other than the fact that Jim Rugg created one of our favorite books of, I think it was 2010, uh, with Aphrodisiac. I would go so far as to say one of our favorite books of the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah totally. And so when I see his name, uh, I instantly get a warm feeling. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just read this. Here's your spoiler warning. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that happened in it. You can't not. So if you want to wait and listen to the show in a week when you've gotten the book, feel free. Otherwise, here's your spoiler warning. There'll be some. Just to go ahead and throw the cat out of the bag right away, I was not disappointed, but I spent the entire time trying to figure out why I did like it. Well, it's interesting. So Josh and I read the book, and we're getting ready to talk about it. We, we did some research which is actually quite unusual for uh, if you listen to the show, you probably know. I mean, it was right up to the wire, and we couldn't. We still can't. We still can't figure this out. So, the St- Street Angel was a series of slave labor in two thousand and five. Is that what it Four. was? Four to five. Five issues between in, in the span of a year. There have been, and there are going to be several Street Angel books. The Street Angel After School Kung Fu Special comes out later this year, and apparently, it's all about this character Street Angel, who is like the baddest ass on the block. But she's a 12-year-old or 13-year-old girl. But uh, none of these books share any kind of continuity. And so what this is, uh, <laughs> so it's, a, it's an oversized uh, graphic novel. I, I, I do not have a ruler in front of me, but it's sort of bigger than your average trade. Not terribly long. We're, we're shortchanging you a little bit. Hold on. I'll give you the info here. I got the info. Yeah. It's 8.8 by 12.2. Yeah, it's a big book. And it's 40 pages. It's basically an oversized single issue in 8x8 by 12.2 oversized hardcover format. Yeah, sort of nice, either not quite uncoated or a matte paper, you know, oversized. It it reads like a really big children's book. Yes. But it is not for children. Although I don't know if it's I don't know if it's actually that objectionable. It's I think people are killed. Yeah. The cursing is blocked out with with the curse symbols. Yeah. Fair enough. What I loved about this experience was, as you said, big Jim Rugg fan, so I was looking forward to it. Didn't know a thing about it. And, and as, as I finished it, still wasn't quite sure what I had read, although I had laughed many times. Right. And I had enjoyed myself. That's exactly it. I was like, I don't know what that was, but I really, really liked it. I really had a, I had a fun time reading it. And I could, it was stupid. It's totally stupid. It's, it, it reads like a, it's a parody of 80s gang movies sort of mm-hmm. in which the street angel character she's a homeless child which i think is accurate amongst the other the books i think from what i've read and she's skateboarding around 
what's the name of this town? Whatever this town is. It's a, it's a war-torn, horrible part of town. Angel City. Angel City. And she comes across this guy who's putting up signs because his gang's having a membership drive. And she says, hey, will there be food? And he says, yes. So she decides to come. Now, in the cold open in which she runs into this guy, I laughed out loud because it has a great stinger that, that, <laughs> that smash cuts to the title page. And I thought that was funny. And then it continues to be funny because, like we said, it's an 80s gang. Anyone who listened to Tom Cater's uh, Tom vs. JLA podcast would know <laughs> these street toughs don't like sleeves. None of them are wearing sleeves. And uh, they have various sort of uh, leather jackets and mesh shirts. And they're an 80s street gang parody. And they're having a membership drive, kind of like the old Avengers comics. And all the potential new members, including Street Angel, have to... F- you know, run a gamut of a bunch of tests. They gotta bring back a prize. They have to. What was the animal? How did the tiger show up? That was, oh, funny it was just. Too. It was. You have to go take something from one of the enemies. Oh, that's right. And she brings back the gang's mascot tiger, which also was a hilarious segment in which the gang is running comically to the doors as she brings the tiger in. This is. It's. I don't know if I want to say stupid because it's really smart. I say, and I know I say things are stupid a lot of times, and I'm saying they're stupid. I mean it in a really good way. No, this is. I think this is intentionally smartly stupid. Yep. And what happens here is you get a lot of really great jokes in the background and in the production of the comic itself. For instance, mm-hmm. she gets initiated into the gang, and the last thing is they're going to do the blood in, blood out thing. You know, where they they beat on her for ten minutes, and, and if she survives, she's in the gang. And she destroys all of them because she's like the baddest ass on the planet. And I, what I loved about that sequence was the production. So they have the, the drawing and then there's like regular comic lettering. But then they're all on, on top of that, there's like pen lettering and then there's like Sharpie lettering on top of that. It looks very much like an underground comic. It looks very handmade. And there's a lot of points you can see the pencils too. I like, I like the entire package of this. I mean, that's the thing about Jim Rugg that I was reminded of is that first glance is like, oh, this is kind of rough and sort of quote unquote indie comics in that way that we used to think of it where uh, it's not super polished and like, I don't even know if that guy's that good. And then underneath it, everyone's probably like, oh, no, no, he's really good. Yes. It's like it's lo-fi, but in a way that isn't annoying, but also like underneath that. So so the scene you're talking about, which is, again, that production of it is really beautiful. The drawing that takes place under that sort of second page, which is Mm -hmm. the is a big swirl and her face is in the middle. It's a great drawing. Yep. And there's there's speed lines at the bottom of what is clearly a converse all star at the top of the (laughs) page, you know, and then you get to the next page. You know, that's excellent drawing of the building that she was in is just completely destroyed or or like on the page with the tiger i was just looking i was like that tiger is really really well drawn it's a good tiger yeah so you know like half the drawings are sort of silly and if you saw that on its own you'd be like i don't think this guy can really draw but he's making the choice no he's he's a he's an incredible artist right i'm not explaining it to you no no no. i know that i know i know (laughs) i'm backing you up I also like the device of everybody having like a trading card, an 80s style trading card. It just, it was sort of chew esque in the way that it uses all of the page for all of the jokes. Mm-hmm. From the foreground to the background to the dialogue to the way the local comics lettered to introducing everybody with a card. I mean, the inside cover, you see the front of everybody's cards, and then in the back cover, inside cover, you see the back of the cards. It's just chock full of jokes. Even though it's 40 pages, it's, there's a lot in here. 
yeah, if, if you actually went through and you read the book and you were like, I got kind of, I feel kind of shortchanged about this $20 book, that's the cover price. But then if you would actually read all those cards, you've doubled the length of the book, <laughs> right. basically. So that that's bonus right there. You just kind of got to get fully into it. There's actually some really nice back matter at the same time. This yes. sort of little bit of script and development stuff, which, you know, I, I, I didn't know anything about this. This was Street Angel happened before Aphrodisiac. So I didn't know about it at the time. Apparently, I've never gone back and gotten it. But you sort of get the idea about what this is, and it's just like a, it's a it's a fun thing. But I like seeing their process. I liked the little gang draft at the back where they had uh, Brian Maruka says, "Hey, I love street gang stories, mostly from TV shows in the '80s. And here's my here's my ideal gang from the leadership to the psychic to the brains to the muscle to the foot soldiers to the comic relief. And next to that, he's got drawings, including some dreadnoughts, which is strange because he doesn't even have them in his gang. Well, they didn't make the cut eventually." He's got Theo from Die Hard as part of his brain trust, which is, I think, smart. Because he can hack into anything. <laughs> I'm getting lost in the page while we record this. <laughs> it's, a good pa- it's a great page. I mean, yep. this, if, you are, if you're the type of person who has been with us for a while and read Aphrodisiac and liked it, it's that same sort of wacky sense of humor where it takes a very familiar trope. In that case, it was sort of black exploitation kung fu. And uh, does it in a, in, a, in a silly, goofy way, but also still kind of honoring it, to be honest. I think the thing that's fun about this is that there's no okay. So there is a plot, and I'm going to tell you the plot now. They hold the tryout for the gang members. The girl comes along. She does all the things they want, and she's super tough, and she beats them all up and destroys everyone in the gang. Right. That's the whole story. And to me, I think the funny part about it is the absolute certainty about what is going to happen. <laughs> like anytime there is a challenge, there's no sort of illusion of will she do it or not. Like, she will absolutely do it. Right. And it, who cares that it's a 12-year-old little girl and there's all these tough guys? It's silly. And and it keeps, like, the first challenge was they have to go steal something. And so, like, she returns and she has she stole the robot arm of one of the leaders of the other gang. We didn't see that happen. She just returns with it. And while it doesn't make any sense, and then it doesn't make any sense. At the end, they're going to blood in, blood out, beat her up. You know, like, she just destroys everyone. It, this takes place over two pages. It's not – it's just – charges thunderingly onward right the whole time and that's why it goes really fast and you're sort of done but it's it's ridiculous you you're you're grabbing onto this tiny little ridiculous ride that is that is effortlessly charming and it's expertly crafted too that's why it's so much yes. fun one of my favorite little background jokes was the bleeders trading card uh, checklist of all the members did you read through that entire list i did uh, I don't. If I did, I don't remember. I don't uh, think so. It's on the page where he says attention. One of it's the first page after the title page. Okay. So you've got yeah. Graffy D, Ronald, Killa, Bubba Phillips, Bob Wire, Slice, Blade, Billy O'Dell, Cash, Stickers. I did. By the way, yes. Stickers. Stickers got stuck with a really bad nickname. Yeah, but there's got to be one. Mayfly, Weaver, Cass, Mart, Animal, Cheater, Big Chill, Axe, Fairy, Rose, Bubbles, Chimps, Stabber the Third. Which means there's been two other stabbers. Yeah. Tramps, Sharky, J.H. Christ, Tom Toms, Fatso, Gore. But those are the members of the gang. I loved everything about this. Tubby yeah, Gonzalez, R.I.P. I like, I just noticed the small gag where uh, they're trying to, so they go through the trials and everything. The gang is like, all right, now we're going to choose who gets in. They're in front of a, a little, there's a board behind them that has the names of all the recruits with a number of stars behind them. And they help. They, they, the leader has reading glasses on. <laughs> well, it's concession to age. I was like, oh, that's great. He's got little reading glasses on. And then another scene, the woman, <laughs> she brings 
See? And it's great. It's perfect. And when she comes back, they're all playing dominoes around a table. She comes back with the tiger. Right. She's just like, play a board game. It's little things like that. What's great is there's all kinds of jokes in here that you can miss the yes. first time through and you can come across again. And then you can revel in the comedic <laughs> artistry of the of the drawings. Like, look at the tiger page where they're running into the... He's, and the, the one guy's pushing everybody into the door. Go back. This is just... It's really funny. Whiskers the tiger... Safe from a poacher's bullet as a kitten, Whiskers swore fealty to her rescuer, Laird Connor McDougal. Until she repays her blood debt, McDougal's blindside is secure. And the tiger has a master of several deadly forms of kung fu, including crane, cobra, praying mantis, southern style, monkey, and scorpion. I mean, it's funny. Look at the trading card of the tiger. Look the look where the paw is. Like a school uh, <laughs> portrait. <laughs> I, I know at this point we're basically reading the book to everyone. However, we're not. We're not reading you all of it, just some choice bits. And also, that's the book. It's, it's a series of funny jokes with a very thin plot line. Which is the fun part. So we're, we're sharing the fun part, I believe. But it's really worth getting. Also, uh, Aphrodisiac was, was a uh, not digest size, but not very much bigger than that. This is a giant, gorgeous yep. book. And Jim Rugg's art looks wonderful on this size. Yeah, and apparently this was in this this however this forty pages was in production for like eight years, <laughs> so you know, savor it is what I'm getting at. He put a lot of heart into it. Oh, great cover too. I, I was just I, that noise I just made because I was looking at the cover. I went, oh, and you go great cover, and I was like, how did he know? Well, you, also you can tell covers a newer drawing and the back cover too because you can tell how you know he can see he's better. Uh, even yeah. here than it was before. But the cover tells you the whole story. She's in the classic sort of jean uh, jacket with, with no sleeves, obviously, and the, the street angel gang insignias in the back like she's like a motorcycle gang. Look, I mean, and she's got a bat with nails in it. It's just, it's, it's a great drawing, great book, uh, funny. If, you, if you're someone who likes those old, you know, like the, like the Warriors type story, you know, of silly street, 80 street gangs. This, this is, I have uh, never seen the Warriors. Well, you've read this, so it's probably okay. It's probably pretty much fine. Yeah. I really enjoyed the WTF with Walter Hill, who directed the Warriors. Well, maybe check it out. You know, give it yeah. a look. It's for what it's one of those things like it completely escaped my, like, I, I, I don't think I heard of it until I was much older. And then everybody it was a movie that everybody seemed to know that I've never heard of. Well, we'll take a little Warriors side break. So what was funny about the Warriors was, and I don't know if they touched on this in the interview or not, but it freaked out the New York City police because the whole idea of the movie was that the, all the gangs in New York were going to mobilize into one giant gang. And so they were worried that this would be inspiration for the real gangs to do the same thing because they wouldn't have been able to handle it. There's too many of them. So that was because hmm. um, the poster, I think, said that, like, you know. 35,000 gang members in New York, you know, something like that. But uh, Wasn't it ridiculous, though? Oh, it's totally ridiculous. The, the baseball-themed gang where they all wearing baseball uniforms and carry baseball bats. <laughs> I mean, it's totally, it's, it's a similar thing. It's just taking itself seriously where this is not. Right. You know, this gang leader's wearing a mesh, sort of a fetish gear, mesh shirt and mesh pants. And a cod piece. Right. But he's got sweet sideburns, so, you know, he kind of likes, like, uh, Bruce Campbell a little bit. I think this is super fun. If you like Jim Rugg, if you like Aphrodisiac, if you like the, if you've read the other the other Street Angel books, if you enjoy this kind of thing, I would check it out. It comes out July twenty sixth at comic stores. It hits Amazon the week after, and uh, as you as Ron, as no, you're not Ron, as Josh said, twenty bucks. You get forty pages, but it's chock full of goodness. 
Yeah, and and I, I just I I think the, the takeaway for me on this was I'm I was I really enjoyed reading it, and I know yes. it didn't take long, and I know this didn't take long to talk about it, but I, you know if you've listened to our regular show, how often do I say that? Like I was unabashedly like, oh, this was just it was just delightful to uh, borrow a phrase from our absent uh, colleague. You know, just looking through it again as we talked, I discovered three or four more jokes. I'm going to read it again because yeah. there's probably other jokes I missed. Totally worth it. I, I would I would recommend this highly. Uh, let's do some ratings since we've reached the ratings. Of our ratings. I'm going to give this book a four and a half. I was landing in the same spot. All right. So there you go. I think I the half star is almost like I. You know what? It would have been really nice to have more. Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, was... I could have. I could have read this for another five minutes. Well, the funny thing was it ends on a cliffhanger. So I was I was a little surprised. That's part of my confusion. And mm-hmm. then when I re- we, read, we were re- reading about it and it said, you know, it's sort of no, there's really no continuity between stories. I was really surprised because it felt like a kickoff to another. I would read more. I'd read the rest of the story. I shall read more. So check that out. Go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for this show. You can tell us if you've read Street Angel once it comes out. And uh, tell us what you thought about it. So that's Booksplode. It's brought to you by the patrons at patreon.com slash ifanboy who unlocked the Booksplode Talksplode stretch goal. We should and probably do a longer book next time. I didn't realize how short this was. It's a, you know, it doesn't look that short. No. It's got thick pages. I just, this, I just, I want, this is not a ploy. This wasn't a, hey, let's just get this over with. No. What happened was we picked it off of the strength of the creator and the and the cover because mm-hmm. it, it came shrink wrapped so you know didn't even need to leaf through it we chose it yeah so we, it was it was a bit of a surprise but it was super fun i'm glad we did it I'm- so next month i think we're gonna do uh one of those cerebus phone books right. no. <laughs> or the comic book adaptation of war and peace maybe let's do uh church and state okay all right <laughs> so <laughs> Until that time, I am Connor. I'm Josh. Send the word.